problems are not stop signs. They are guidelines. Robert Schuller. Welcome to Living at Your Finest podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Babs. I'm a triple board certified family, obesity, and lifestyle medicine physician, and I am the founder of Living at Your Finest Wellness, a holistic direct primary care practice. Did you know that 80% of lifestyle-related chronic diseases within our communities are preventable with poor diet being the primary culprit? Now, contrary to what we thought, that it was our unfortunate genes, the good news is that we can make changes together to improve our health and quality of life. So that's what this podcast is all about. The Living at Your Finest podcast is devoted to helping families to live at their finest well-being using a holistic approach with a healthy lifestyle to nourish and flourish as a whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. So join me and my guests as we share transformational and sustainable skill sets from our health and wellness journey to support you and your families in achieving ultimate well-being. Ready to live at your finest? Well, let's get to it. Living at your finest health champions. Welcome back to the Living at Your Finest podcast show. How are you doing today? I hope all is well. I hope you are enjoying the month of July with your family. Well, I am back today. I have a very interesting topic, one that I have experienced. Just like many of the topics that I discuss, they come from a personal um, standpoints with the goal that we're all healthier together. So today I want to talk about what it means to get back on track. A lot of times we fall off, you know, maybe for one reason or the other, life gets busier than usual. Um, we miss a few routine and we just fall off track. But the good news is that we can always get back on track, no matter how impossible it might seem. So today I'm going to discuss, I guess, some of those things that we will need to do to get back on track. I hope that you stay tuned so that we can get healthier together. Because when we're back on track, then our lives can be healthier. We can achieve our ultimate well-being. So how many of you have gotten off track before? Maybe with your sleep habits, maybe feeling a little bit more stressed than usual, ticked off. Maybe just not eating as much greens or drinking enough water or moving enough. The list goes on and on. I can raise my hand that I have fallen off track. There's There are periods in my life that I tend to fall off track quite a bit, especially during the holidays. That's one time that I usually dread quite a bit until I figured out a system which I'm going to share today that has helped to keep me on track. But just recently, I found another time that I've fallen off track. And this year was the very first. And it might have been because I had a graduating senior and it became so overwhelming because I was also transitioning from um, the job that I had for 15 years into opening up my own practice. So there was so many things going on all at the same time and I could not keep up. I felt like my head was blowing <laughs> as much as I tried. I just couldn't keep up. I felt like there was not enough time for me to actually sit down and figure out how to make it all work. So I was just moving on air. And so if this sounds familiar, this might be very helpful for you. But I'm glad that I can say today that I've gotten back on track. And it's so important to get back on track with our healthy habits 
Because if we fall off track and the longer we stay off track, for whatever reason it is, it makes it even more difficult. So what happened was that I was just, even though I have a sleep course and I, and I value sleep, I've studied everything about sleep. I just was not sleeping enough because I'm that kind of person that wants to get everything done as much as I can, leave less done for the next day. I say, whatever you can do today. I grew up telling myself that let today's worry take care of today and not go to tomorrow. But then I was now, you know, getting cutting down on my sleep, even not even if it wasn't the hours, because I was still sleep the number of hours, seven and a half, but it was the quality because I wasn't sleeping consistently at the right time, waking up at the right time. And we all know there's scientific support to justify the benefits of sleeping at the same time or waking up at the same time. To add to that, my water intake, I made a habit of always drinking water first in the morning by my bedside. But if I didn't get it ready the night before, then I wouldn't drink as much. So there were so many things that I just couldn't just take a good grip on. But then when I saw things beginning to tumble over, I mean, I knew it, right? So the first thing I would say to how to get back on track is identify what is going on. Do not be oblivious to it. Do not ignore the signs. So for me, I started getting a lot of bloating. um, And this was because I just wasn't doing my usual routine, drinking water, staying hydrated, because we're 80%, 70, 80% made of water. And so I wasn't getting hydrated. Um, I, you know, I was eating, you know, so many graduation parties. My daughter had one as well. It felt like every week there was a graduation party to, to attend. So unfortunately I wasn't spending enough time to cook in my own kitchen, which I love to do. And so I was eating a lot of foods outside and I felt bloated. I just didn't have as much energy that I usually would have. And so the first step on getting back on track is identify those symptoms, identify the signs and symptoms, how are you feeling, what's going on? Don't just take it to chance and say, oh, it's just one of those things. It will figure itself out now. You have to reflect and ask yourself what is going on. Um, There were a lot of other things other than me feeling weak. I gained weight. I felt bloated. I gained weight. My clothes couldn't fit me anymore. I was like, what? What in the world? You know, so you have to identify. And again, it's not just even about the weight. It was also how I felt, right? I just didn't feel, um, you know, myself. I didn't feel energized. I was having bags under my eyes um, to the extent that, you know, people were noticing. I noticed it, but people were noticing. So the first step to get back on track is identify what is going on and to identify it. You have to pause at some point. You have to be true to yourself. The only person you can lie to is yourself. So what is going on? Identify what the roadblocks are. And what I mean by that is what are those triggers? What are those cues? What, what is going on? What, and for me, I knew it was just that I just fell off. I just fell off. It was, I wasn't journaling. I wasn't, you know, wake up in the morning, have my quiet time, sometimes not as long as I would, not doing my stretching in the morning. And I'm out the door rushing to do this or rushing to do that. And so I had to figure out what was the driving force. It was because I felt like I needed to achieve all these different items on my list. So once you identify the symptoms and you see what's going on, then you need to identify the cues. What what are the triggers? What is prompting me? 
to not be still and be present. I guess there was all that anxiety of making everything perfect. And this is where as human beings, we need to always remember and remind ourselves that it is progress and not perfection, right? So I know it's easier said than done, but I had to sit back and tell myself that, look, so what if everything is not perfect? It's not going to be the end of the world. Life still goes on. My health is precious. My health is wealth right? So I had to take a seat back and tell myself that don't act out of fear, act with courage, act with, with faith, right? So instead of fear, act in faith. And so once you've done those first, for, uh, first two things, then you need to plan. And when you plan, before you plan and you decide, oh, I'm going to change everything, I'm going to get back on track, you have to make sure that you don't overwhelm yourself all at the same time. So when you're planning, because we all know that failing to prepare is preparing to fail, right? So you have to plan by saying, okay, for me, there were so many things that I just got off, right? My water, my sleep my nutrition, my breathing exercises. So I had to figure out how do I get myself back centered where I can one step at a time get back those good habits, right? Those good routines that kept me grounded. And so that is where the planning comes. Do not overwhelm yourself and think that you're going to change everything. So for me, I started off with my water. I started off with my stretching, gradually improved my sleep and my nutrition. So starts with a plan. But when you're planning, pay attention to what had worked for you in the past. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. Okay, so three, plan, avoid reinventing the wheel. When things were working well for you, what was it? What did you do? What made it happen? Now, we're always in different seasons, so maybe that might not, it might have worked for you then. Like for instance, you know, in the evenings, you know, before I go to bed, before we have a family prayer I would you know get my water prepared and take it up to my room now if there was another activity that kept me from doing that maybe um you know the kids had a game or something then maybe I can do it much earlier than the time that I used to do it so you can change the way you go about doing it just don't change the goal pretty much the way you go about doing it be flexible with that but don't change the overall goal the overall goal is that you want to drink maybe have a gallon You might not be able to prepare it at night, but you can prepare it in the afternoon. You know, so that's what I'm talking about. So certainly have a plan. Do not think you're going to wing it because we have to all be very intentional. If we feel that we can just, things will just happen and fall in line, that's not going to happen because we live in a busy culture. We have to always be intentional about what we're doing, right? Well, number one is you have to pay attention. You have to see what's going on. What are those signs? How how do you know things are not right? And then two, you definitely have to, you know, make those reflections, um, pay attention to the cues, pay attention to the triggers. And three, you have to make your plan, thinking, focusing on what has worked. Now, let's talk about four. After you've gotten that plan, I want you to be realistic. Why do I say you need to be realistic? Because all these problems did not happen overnight. You know, being feeling weak and tired and bags under my eyes and gaining weight didn't happen overnight. It was, for me, it was really during, I think it was during that transition period. So somewhere between April, May, school was out in May and then all the graduation, June. I started off in July. So it didn't happen overnight. So I need to be patient. A lot of times, and I am number one, I'm guilty. We want things to happen overnight. You want it to get fixed. 
You want it to be right, but it didn't happen overnight. So we need to, this is where we have to self-reflect and talk to ourselves and give ourselves love, be compassionate with ourselves. And, you know, don't, don't be hard on yourself because if you're hard on yourself and you're discouraging yourself, you're not, you're not hopeful. You're not encouraging to yourself. If your friend came to tell you that, oh, I just fell off the wagon. I've gained so much weight. I'm not sleeping. Are you going to say, well, you're, you're just, you're just hopeless. You're useless. You, you can't get anything right. Yeah, that's how it's always going to be. You're not going to say that to your friend. I know you wouldn't. I wouldn't say that to my friend. So don't say that to yourself. Yes, you fell off. Life happened. But tomorrow is another day. That's the beauty of another day. You have an opportunity to start back and start on track. But you have to make sure you use these steps to do so. So be realistic. Be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. Don't expect overnight miracles, right? You want to start with the low-hanging fruit and gradually build on it. And that's what I really did. And I started enjoying my water again. I started enjoying my quiet time. I'm not trying to rush out of everything. I started, you know, eating my veggies, enjoying my fruits and enjoying, you know, just the, the routine that I created around healthy lifestyle. All right. So that is your number four. And then our number five. Number five, this is where we don't do enough of, we need to celebrate our wins. So let's say you just drank one more cup more than usual, you know, more than you usually would, or drank one soda less, or um, tried, had more protein, or one serving, one more serving of veggie. Please celebrate your wins. I I would be the first to tell you that I'm very, very hard on myself. My kids say the same thing too. That how about acknowledging what the good things they've done, which I do, but I probably don't say it enough and I'm still focused on the things that I don't do. That's because I'm hard on myself and that's something I've been working on and I'm getting a whole lot better. My kids acknowledge that too, even my husband. So I tell myself, you did good today, you know, not bad. You actually sat down five more minutes to put in your journal. You stretched when you woke up from, you know, from bed, you... You ate better today. You resisted your favorite pie. Not bad. Very good. So just applaud yourself because the way we are wired, we need affirmation. We need appreciation. We need all those great things. So when you're celebrating your win, be grateful. Gratitude takes you from the sympathetic fight or flight mode to the parasympathetic, which is rest and digest and peace and calm, right? You decrease your cortisol level, which tends to be elevated when you're in the sympathetic mode. And when you're in the parasympathetic mode, you have decreased cortisol, which keeps you calm and at ease. So these are the things that I want you to pay attention to when you're getting back track. Know that you are able, you're certainly capable of getting back on track because we are worth it. So we have to just have that faith and we we have to ensure that we take it one day at a time. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode. My goal on this podcast is to empower, educate, and encourage you to take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest, body, mind, and spirit. Of note, the information provided here is for educational purposes only and does not substitute as medical advice. Please discuss your healthcare needs with your licensed medical professional. If you are in need of a compassionate and comprehensive holistic physician or know someone who is, please reach out 
gals through my website, lifwellness.com for a meet and greet. It'll be my honor to talk to you. Are we connected on social media yet? I share more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily. So please join me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Living at Your Finest Wellness, where we can learn together and stay connected. Lastly, please subscribe to iTunes if you have not done so already and share the podcast within your circle of influence. An extra step? Leave a review and let me know what topics or discussions you would like to hear more of. Thanks in advance. It is always a thing of joy to hear from you. Now, let's get back to today's episode. So we are on our way to getting back on track. Whatever the situation is, whatever the routine is that got dropped for whatever reason, we are prepared to take it one day at a time to get back on track as we focus on the five main things that help us to get back on track. Now, I want to add a bonus that your family members, your loved ones, share it with them. Make it a family affair. In my family, we tend to do better when we do things as a team. And we have to declare to each other (laughs) so that we're all on board. Uh, For instance, I remember when, you know, we were just, you know, we like food in my house and we do our best to eat healthy. And some others more than (laughs) some more than others. But when I realized that, oh, my gosh, I'm going, you know, I'm going back the hope wrong way. I want to, I want to be healthy. I want to improve my health. I want to feel good. I want to, you know, look good. Suddenly I knew that the things that I was doing, the habits that I had were not helping me. And I knew it wasn't helping my family either. So I told them, I said, including my mom, my mom loves to cook and my kids love her cooking. And I, I will tell her, I said, listen, please, I love you much. I love the food you're cooking, but they don't love me back. And I got to eat the food that love me back. So please, this is what I want to do. I want to live at my finest. I want to be whole, healthy and vibrant. Please help me. Let's help each other. So we all set it back on this journey. And sometimes if they don't want to listen, like my daughter is shopping at Trader Joe's and she, she loves this Cheetos so much. She used to like planting chips. And then I think she got over planting chips and I'm not, I'm not judging her because I've had my own cravings too. I've had to pray and fast my way out of some of those cravings. And so she wanted me to buy that. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I am not going through that aisle because I have my battles and I do not want to go that way. I'm, you know, changing my taste buds to enjoy fruits again and just love it. So I'm not going, I'm sorry. And she pleaded and begged. I said, if you want it, you go get it yourself and eat it where you are. So you want to definitely get it, get the family on board. And that really helped her because she thanked me. She said, thank you for not getting it for me. You actually helped me to be healthier. So let's make it a family affair. What applies to one person applies to everyone. There's no such thing as a diabetic diet. I personally feel that we all need to eat, in my opinion, we all need to eat healthy together, right? We all need to have those whole grain foods. We have to have our fruit and veggies. I say at least a minimum of three servings of each. Have your nuts and seeds, have your your, you know, your beans and lagoons, have your water. All of this is what we all need to eat as a society. So I encourage you to talk to your family members, talk to your coworkers, talk to your friends, just, you know, not judgmental, but just tell them, this is what I want to do that will help me um, to live at my finest. That will help me to improve my health and it will help me to 
you know, metabolically stay healthy. Because again, if we gain extra weight and we have a lot of inflammation in our body, it's going to cause insulin resistance. It's going to cause diabetes, hypertension. It's going to cause high cholesterol all in the long run. And we know that we're worth the time and effort to ensure that we're healthy. So I want to thank you all for just listening in and um, paying attention to these things as, as, and, and my call to action to you today and my challenge to you today is, you know, with your heart, what are you going to do? Where, where are you going to start? Remember that it's not everything that you can fix overnight, right? So where, where do you want to start? So with your head, wh- what is your takeaway? Where do you want to start? With your heart, what are you feeling? And then with your hands, I want you to, to definitely Put it into action. Put it into action because you're worth it. Um, if you are looking for a family physician in the East Cobb area, I am a family physician and opened up my own direct primary care practice. And I would love to be your doctor. If you want to learn more about primary care, DPC, I would love to talk to you. Schedule a meet and greet and we will discuss more about it. So until next time, I want you to know that you deserve to live at your finest because you are worth it. Take care and God bless.